Welcome everyone to Real Life Real Equity with your host Justin and the lovely Keisha Brooks. Say hello everyone. Hello and welcome everybody. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. And we'll do that right after this commercial break. Are you part of the club? The Real Equity Club is a group of like-minded individuals. The club's purpose is to help create more wealth for its members. The mission of the club, to help you increase your passive income and net worth. The club is completely free to you. When you join, you will receive the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. So join the club now at realequityclub.com to gain access. Or send us an email to info at realequityclub.com. That's info at real equityclub.com. We want to see you succeed in business and in life. So go to the website at realequityclub.com and join now. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk real life. All right. So we're going to talk about uh, stuff like how to pick your guru or your mentor or, you know, your sponsor, whatever you want to call them, you know, the guy on the internet you listen to, what have you. We're going to talk about how to pick those guys because there's a lot of guys out there who are claiming to be the next big guru to teach you how to become a millionaire in two seconds flat. So we want to clarify some of the things that we found to be beneficial after spending tens of thousands of dollars on uh, our mentors and some of the people that were gurus that didn't necessarily pan out too well. Okay, Um, we're going to talk about how to create a lifestyle. We get a lot of questions about how uh, we create lifestyle. And um, that was one of the things that we weren't too clear on in the beginning. So we're going to go through how we uh, decided to create our own lifestyle. Right. Um, we'll go through, of course, our educational tip of the week. And then we're going to talk about the last thing, which is the why. I think clarity and the why go hand in hand. You know, they're almost synonymous. They're not, but they're almost synonymous. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're dovetailed together so well. So we want to talk about the, the clarity and the why and how you can get an understanding of why you want to do what you do and then be clear on how to get to where you want to get to. Right. And then at the same time, um, we're also going to talk about being flexible with change in general. Um, Going through this type of lifestyle, you have to be open to change. So being able to change is going to be very important when you gain clarity. So that's going to that's going to be one of the biggest things. So let's get started. All right. So uh, one of the things that we get a lot of questions on is uh, the the whole guru thing. Right. Right. Who are, who are we following? Who, who are we following? You know, what resources do we recommend? Uh, who do we talk to? How do they get this resource and that resource? Really, to be honest, we've spent what? Tens of thousands of dollars on bad coaches, yes. bad gurus you know um we've fell into the trap of the one day and one day only come to the seminar and you know be upsold to the weekend seminar and then after the weekend seminar you pay fifty thousand dollars and you can get all the training you need to become a millionaire in you know six months or less and i mean it's not necessarily some of those guys are actually can do it but there are few and far between and it's more not than there are are right right yeah um so one of the things that we look for 
when we start to pick our mentors, we don't call them gurus because I think gurus has uh, sometimes a negative connotation to it. So we don't necessarily call them gurus. We call them our mentors, our coaches, the people that add value to our life in a way that actually adds value. We don't pay them a large amount of money and then hope they actually add value to our life. Um, So the way we kind of pick those people is we look at their lifestyle. Right. And so the way we look at picking the right mentor is looking at our own lifestyle and basing off of our lifestyle, how we want to live based off of how that mentor is also living. Is that where we're going? Right. And, And so one of the things that we're really big on is the ability to actually touch the person. And I mean that in the most literal, like I can shake the guy's hand, I can have a drink with them, we can eat dinner together, and they're not the guy who's on the stage, and then after they're on the stage, you they're nowhere to be found. They go behind the curtain. They're, and like, they're gone. Go? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so one of, that was one of the things that I, you know, I, I grew up seeing a lot of that, and I did not want the same experiences as I got older. I wanted to make sure that I seen the person who was giving me the advice. We could sit down and have an informal conversation about uh, real estate or business or life or family or whatever, right. you know? Uh, we can actually touch the person. Well, and then I think it also comes down to transparency. Right. You want them to be transparent with you. That's what makes it real. Right. So being real with them, them being real with you, and talking about real-life situations. Right. And what you'll see is uh, a lot of our our mentors and coaches, their family is right there with them. Yes. That's a very telling sign. Uh, If you are willing to bring your son's daughter, wife, husband, a significant other if they are willing to be in the same room with you if your kids are in the same room with you supporting you it's a unity that's formed and i mean it's it's very telling of the way you run business exactly and then sit back and watch you know you can tell a lot by a person by just sitting back and watching how they operate their seminar for example or their mm-hmm. conference are they pitching you at the end all the time right I mean, there's some things that they can tell you to come and join our next event. But I mean, you will know the difference between the guy who's one day and one day only. And then the guys who are actually teaching you and then saying, if you want to come to our next event, feel free. You don't have to sign up today. You will have to sign up by next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. But again, we want to give you some time to go home, talk to your significant other, talk to your spouse, make a decision that's informed and then come back to us uh, with a well-informed decision, not hurry up and buy. Right. There's no pressure. I think another thing when it comes to the mentors, when they do bring their family or their team, they're also very transparent and open with you, hands on with you. And it's just one big happy family. There's no sugarcoating. Everybody's on the same page. They make mistakes. You see that, but it's not like, oh my gosh, they made a mistake. It's they're being real with you. They want to make sure you're getting what they're giving to them. And they're open about it. So you kind of know how to pick the guru, but I mean, like, how much do you spend? Let's just talk. How much do you spend? Well, it depends. I've heard a lot of different things. Um, Basically, the way I determine how to spend on my personal development, my mentorships, my education, I take 10% of my income. That's an excellent way to start. If you take 10% of your income and put it towards your own personal development, it will never be a bad investment. Uh, If you're making $50,000 a year, you take $5,000 a year and you put it towards a coach, a mentor, books, CDs, courses, etc. Now, one of the things that 
I was notorious for in the beginning, me and Keisha, we just, we spent way more than 10% of our income on, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's laughing, on, on mentors and coaches and books and courses like, uh, you don't read 700 books without spending some significant money. And right. so, so when I ran out of money, it wasn't necessarily, I stopped learning. I just went to a, a resource that everyone has access to the library. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, I got a library card. And I st- <laughs> I used to, when I didn't have the money, I'd take my library card and I'd go on a shopping spree, right? Literally, 20 books. 20, 30 books. I mean, I remember one time I went out of town and a friend of mine uh, was kind of babysitting our house. And he drove my car and he said, really? You have like 50 books in your back seat. Like, what is wrong with you? Right. And I said, I use that as my, <laughs> as my way of shopping because I didn't have the money. So I was... I was using my library card as a credit card. So I'd go in there and they'd let you check out something like 50 or 70 books at a time. I knew I wasn't going to read all 70 books, but it feels good when you walk out of a place with 50 items in your hand and, you know, you got a good deal on them. Right. Uh, Let's move on to uh, the story. Keisha was talking about a story of uh, a lady she's seen on Facebook talking about uh, a car. And we're not going to go into names, details of who and what. But it's very interesting, the philosophy behind it. So uh, let me give you a little background information on what we were talking about. It was uh, the, uh, the lady was a coach. She was uh, like, a, uh, like a guru, right? Yes, like a guru. <laughs> very interesting that she was a guru. <laughs> so she's posting on Facebook, you know, promoting her, uh, her, re- her real talk, you know, if you mm-hmm. want to say that. <clears throat> and she was talking about how she could uh, not afford some car. Right. And so she was stuck, literally. So she literally talked to her mentor and got advice on how to deal with this car situation. And the mentor advised to her that they don't purchase cars through financing. Now, there's a couple of things I want to elaborate on. There's something I learned a long time ago. It takes forever to build your reputation it only takes a second to eliminate it. Yes. Okay, so you really want to be sure that when you are doing anything, especially nowadays, everything is social. Everything is public. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to post a video, you're going to post a picture, anything, make sure it aligns with your brand. Right. Everything's visual. Everything Everything is there. But here's the deal. It's not a right or wrong answer. It's your brand. You. That's why we're going to talk about clarity in a minute because it's not about what's right and what's wrong. It's about what you want. Mm-hmm. Okay? And as long as you're clear on what you want, you can do whatever you want to do. And then you have to think about what others perceive right. when you're putting out the brand so, too. One of my mentors said... Always be, always build your brand, build your network. It, you know, and if he ever listens to this, he'll know who he is. But build your brand, build your network, and he is always saying, be very careful about what you put out there because it sticks. Yes. So if you're putting out, for example, that you are somebody's success coach, and you can't afford a car payment, how can you be a success coach if you can't afford a car payment? I'm not saying it's anything wrong. We don't all run into hard times, but you have to be careful how your reality is perceived. Right. You know, and so uh, all I'm saying is be 
your brand is everything you do, whether it be the clothes you wear, whether it be the car you drive, whether it be the house you live in, or uh, the school your kids go to, the watch you wear, the the ring you have on your finger, your the way your hair is is presented, all of that is branding. How you talk, what you eat. It's amazing how people will judge a book by its cover, even though they should be judging the book by its content. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get in the room. I'm not saying it's always right. I've done both. And I like the idea of being able to present myself in a way that I am proud of and then present myself in a way that other people can see me the way I want to be seen. Right. And so that's where we come up, come into the clarity perception. So the biggest thing we wanted you to gain from the car situation was that uh, the branding piece. When it comes to buying a car for cash versus financing it, one of the things that I learned um, from one of my mentors, again, he said, uh, uh, it was actually Robert Kiyosaki, and I, it's changed the way I view things forever. He said, you live how you want to live. It doesn't really matter uh, whether you finance a car or pay cash for a car. It's not about that. He said, but here's the deal. What I think to be smart is if you were to go and take, say, I want to buy a $25,000 cash car because I'm not going to drive around in a hoopty. I'm not about driving around in a beater car okay <laughs> that's you know that i lived that life already i'm good i don't want to do that anymore it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good to drive up to a parking lot and park in the back of the parking lot because you don't want nobody to see you in your ford escort two-door red you know whatever i just that wasn't me i'm a big dude i don't want to get out of a ford escort anymore <laughs> you know i'm just saying anyway if i you know i'm gonna pay twenty five thousand dollars cash for a a uh, a car he said, instead of paying for a depreciating asset, why don't you take that same money and put it into an appreciating asset that cash flows to pay for your car? Huh. Well, that's a different way to look at things. Yeah. And that's the importance of a mentor. Something right. that gives you clarity on how you can view the world. It's not necessarily right or wrong, either right. one, but it's about how you want to live your life. And sometimes people's ideas are better than your own initially. Right, there's no right or wrong mentor, but it really goes into what type of lifestyle Correct. that you want. Yes. So one mentor may say, you shouldn't have any debt. Whereas right. another mentor may say, like Robert Kiyosaki, you should gain an asset to pay for those debts. Right. So it's also about creating the lifestyle that you're wanting based upon your business. So right. setting up your business based around the lifestyle that you would like. And we're going to talk about that right after we talk about our quick educational tip. So today's educational tip is... Passive income. All right. Passive income is generated from assets like investments with minimal work, such as interest, dividends, real estate rentals. So, for example, if you buy a stock with a dividend, that's passive income. If you buy a rental property, that's passive income. If you make a loan where you generate proceeds from the interest, that's passive income. Uh, CDs that pay out the interest rate, that's a source of passive income, even though you don't actually get the dividends paid out to you, except for, I think it's yearly or something like, I don't own any CDs, uh, it's just not the best return for me. But So anyway, passive income, okay? Passive income rentals, passive income dividends, interest proceeds, etc. all right? So back to creating your own lifestyle. Yes. So again, when we talk about creating a lifestyle, we're not necessarily just talking about um, money. No. It has, it, it, like, money is part of it, but it's, uh, it's more about understanding 
what you want. And then if you don't fully understand what you want, having the ability to change. And that's kind of what we talked about in the beginning, being flexible to change when you understand a little bit more clear what you want. Clarity is a moving target. It's not necessarily, I got clear, now I'm gonna go get it, and it's never gonna change. So when we started to create our own lifestyle, originally we wanted to create a lifestyle where, you know, we wanted to, what are some of the things we wanted to do? Well, travel more. Right. Um, we have a young family, and so we all like to travel, go on vacation, be able to freely see the world, and so we want to create a lifestyle to where if we decide we're gonna pull them out of school for a week, everything else is moving. Right. Our business is still functioning, we can go away and that's what it is. We have school age kids, <laughs> so sometimes you can't just pull them out of school when you want. So you have to right. think about that. Okay, so how can we create that lifestyle? Justin, Keisha, I got school age kids. There's no way I can create a lifestyle where you know I can just go on vacation when I want and travel when I want to. Well, we thought about that. Okay, so if we want to travel when we want, how can we create a lifestyle that allows us to do what we want to do and still provide the kind of life for our kids that they need? Maybe we hire a teacher. Right. Or Maybe a we mm-hmm. or a tutor. Maybe we homeschool with a tutor. Mm-hmm. Maybe we send them to school online. Mm-hmm. It's never about a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Tony Robbins says that a lot. Robert Kiyosaki always talked about asking good questions. Robert Helms and Russell Gray, they say the same thing. Ask good questions, get good answers. So I'm always asking, how can I versus we can't. Right. And that's part of the the plan. Let your subconscious mind work for you. Ask, how can you do something versus saying, I just can't. I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, and you know what? Just talking about this, I start to think that you also have to be around other individuals building other relationships with similar individuals that are also kind of seeking the same lifestyle because you can't be around someone who is like well i gotta go to work and i gotta do this i gotta do that you know you gotta get around those top five people that are also kind of going in the same direction i think that's also um key to being resourceful um especially as someone you know who has a business here and we have small children I've learned to reach out to those other families that are very similar yeah. to us. Yeah. So thinking about that, your friends dictate in many ways how you live your life. Mm-hmm. and Friends and family. And family. They also, it's so interesting how they will, for lack of better words, give you a reality check. <laughs> uh, and, and they don't have to say anything. If they are your friends and you truly value their relationship, a lot of times you feel it inside. For example, all of my friends at one point were uh, millionaires and entrepreneurs, okay? And so when I wasn't at that point, I felt out of alignment. Mm, Yeah. You know, whatever point you're trying to get to, when you're not at that point, you feel out of alignment with who you feel you should be especially if you've sold yourself on who you want to become. It's like a tug of war on your reality. Yes, it is. And so you're always going to be pulled to, one, who you believe you should be, which is why we're going to talk about the why in a future episode. We're going to talk about the why, who you want to be, but it's always important uh, to understand that where you're going, they're going to pull you where you want to go. Yeah, that's true. So your friends are going to be a big determinant. That's why they say, you know, your five friends, if you look at your five closest friends, you're always going to be within 10% of what they earn. 
that's important because your five closest friends are going to be the people who pull you in the direction of where you go, what you talk about with them, what you uh, what you're talking about as far as eating. All of those things, your values, your morals, your integrity, all of that stuff is going to play an important role in who you and how you create your life. Well, you'll be surprised on how that rubs off on you. I think that goes back to also being flexible with change. Like you have to be open to having some friends that you thought you were going to have for 20 years that you were born and raised with to changing to this different group of friends. Sounds like you've had that experience before. (laughs) I think we both have, you know, we've had friends for years and years and years and then realizing like, okay, that's not the direction I'm going. Yes, I'm still associated with you. However, this is the direction that I'm wanting to go. And you start gaining those new relationships. That is so important when it comes to building that lifestyle and then just being open to the change because it comes down to the people also. Now, don't get it twisted. There are people that are going to be valuable to you in all aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. I'm not a person who will throw away a friend who's valuable to me, uh, say spiritually, but they're not financially uh, valuable. You know, maybe they're not financially there where I want to be, but they're a spiritually strong friend. Or maybe you have a morally strong friend. The point is to find the things that you want to be better at and get friends like those and understand that those friends are going to add the value to you for whatever you want to get out of that friendship. Right. That's really good. Darren Hardy was talking about how you have certain friends that you can spend five minutes with, You have certain friends you can spend 30 minutes with. You have friends you can spend an hour with. You have friends you can go to dinner with and spend hours with. You have have friends that you can go on vacation with. It's being able to understand which friend is which and categorizing them and then knowing that whatever you're categorizing them in, uh, that's, that's what you have to hold them to. You can't hold them responsible if they're not financially savvy and you're, they're your spiritual friend. Yeah. That's important. You have to understand that. Okay. Okay. So we did briefly want to talk about the why. We don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the why, but um, a few of the things that I've learned as far as clarity is concerned and figuring out your why, figure out why you want to be whatever you want to be. Uh, I learned this at a, uh, uh, a seminar that I went to and it was talking about how you can go uh, five levels deep. So ask yourself why. Why do I want to be, for example, successful? Or why do I want to have money? Okay, I want to have money because I want to spend time with my kids. Why do you want to spend time with your kids? Because I never had my parents spend time with me as I grew up. Mm-hmm. Why did you know your parents not spend? And you go through these iterations of why, and you go try to go five levels deep. Ask yourself why five levels deep. And a lot of times when you get to that fourth or fifth level is very clear what your true motive is. You'd be amazed at how many people say, I do this for life freedom and financial freedom and time freedom. And that's not it. And that's not it. That's just (laughs) level two. Right. You'd be amazed at how many people say that, but they're not clear on what they really, really want. Uh, I know for me, I don't necessarily do it for just the time freedom and the money freedom or spending more time with my kids or, you know, whatever the case may be. I do want all those things, but one of the biggest driving factors, and I again, I learned this from Darren Hardy, it's okay for you to be driven by a little bit of anger. I have a chip on my shoulder. You know, I had people that when I was growing up and as I got older, they told me I couldn't how I would never make it or, you know, how my ideas 
just don't make sense or you're too big of a dreamer. All of those things, it's like, okay, well, I'm not and I can. And my, I, I'm thankful that my parents weren't like that because my mom always told me that I could do anything I wanted to do. I can become anybody I wanted to become. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people that uh, I, as I grew up, the men that were in my life would always say, you know, you can do anything you want to do, Justin. And it, it, they look like they were really successful and they were looking back. They were successful in their own right. It gave me the drive to provide for my family better. It's literally like you're opening Pandora's box. Yeah. You're literally digging deep. trying or to peeling the or, onion. Or peeling the onion. And yeah. each time you peel that onion, a little bit more tears are coming down. Yeah. By the time you're done, you can't even open your eyes because you're just so blinded with the tears. But really, that's your emotions opening up yeah. to why. What is the true why you're doing in this? And even in my own situation, I think about... You know, my own parents and my father particularly, you know, he used to say certain things as a kid to me, you know, you're going to be a millionaire, you're going to be successful. And I have that. And then I'm going to school and I have people making fun of me, people looking at me all crazy. But just you never know what how valuable your words are to a person and how that will determine partly what they're going to be in the future. And so that was um, big for me because even with him, he had a certain condition. I looked up to that because he did not allow his condition to determine his future. That's right. He still pushed himself to be we're all gonna, that he could be. We're going to tweet that. I, I'm not, I didn't let my condition determine my future. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Um, all right. So we, we did want to briefly hit on the why. We're going to do another episode where we actually go deep into the why. We're going to actually dive deep into the why, figuring out the why. One of the things that we're big on is figuring out the why before the what. So yes. why you do what you do before you do whatever it is that you do. But for now, your action item for achievement is to focus on clarity. Okay. Uh, I know I said why and clarity are dovetailed. They're like peas in the same pod, but you can start to think about the clarity of what you want long before you ever figure out your why. Mm-hmm. The clarity is almost like the what, and the why is kind of what drives you to get to the clarity, to what you want when you're clear on what you want, right? Right, yeah, right. Okay, so uh, one of the exercises that I did a long time ago is I, uh, I started to journal. You know, set aside an hour, hour and a half uh, for three or four days straight. Take some time where you go get by yourself, out of your house, out of the environment. Uh, you can go to a library, pick a nice library, pick a nice coffee open shop, park or something. an open park, mm-hmm. somewhere where it's nice, it's relaxing, it's not a lot of noise. Listen to some classical music. It, studies have shown that classical music helps you think better because music has an influence on how you think. Okay. I listen to a lot of classical music when I'm thinking. And then I want you to, to write down in as much vivid detail as you can how you picture your life going in the future. Right. Write down your ideal life. Write yeah, down. Say your day. Yeah. Write mm-hmm. down, down your ideal vacation. I want you to go into as much detail as you can on, on uh, paper the first time around. And then I want you to go home. And if you didn't have... Full clarity, start researching some of the things that you want to add to, say, your ideal vacation. You know, when you go on vacation, do you want to go on a beach vacation? If it's, you know, Miami, do you want to drive the economy car? Do you want to drive the Escalade? 
And don't think about how you can or can't get to that. Yeah. Because that'll totally stop the thinking process from right. flowing. Right. So it's about gaining the clarity. That's right. why we'll go into the why later. So you want to just do it without thinking about can I or can't I? Right. You got to trust her. I can't tell you how many times Keisha and I have come together, wrote down what we wanted, and it took a little while, but it came to fruition. It mm -hmm. came to pass. Like, one of the things was we wanted to go on a Disney cruise. Like, we, we went, wrote it down in vivid detail, and then we went on our Disney cruise. But, right. but it's not even as important to just write it down. You need to know in detail what you want. You'll be surprised how your subconscious starts to figure out how to get there right. also, and which is the why I say don't say can't. Right. Be sure if your spouse, significant other is not on board, you do whatever it takes to sell them on what's going to be best for both of you, whether it be yours, theirs, or a combination of both. We are in a relationship where we do a combination of both. Be sure that you all come together and agree on because there's some, some laws that are in place. When people start to get on the same page, it is amazing what opens up in their world. It's, okay? it's very interesting. And just to kind of sum things up, I noticed with us even... I'll be thinking about something and then we'll come together and it's almost like we say it at the same time. Right, right. That was your action item for achievement. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you listening. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you'd like more information on joining the Real Equity Club, visit the website at realequityclub.com. There, you will get access to the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. Again, that's realequityclub.com. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.